The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Riley Nadler. We have my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, who will be on the line in just a moment. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. We have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always have interesting people that we want to interview, um, try to pick their brain. And, and today we have Dr. Richard Norris, and I'll give you a, a quick background, and then we'll also give you a little bit more information about him, but very unique uh, background, and we want to pick his brain, and the goal is to try to give you a couple things that you can do differently or more so to help you and help your team. Well, Richard is a leadership and legacy and performance coach. He delivers and impacts individuals and teams and businesses, creating transformational changes for greater success. He's got an interesting background. He was a competitive swimmer. He uh, was a veterinarian delivering calves and doing eyelid surgery on leopards uh, to an Army officer responsible for security and animal welfare to a postgraduate student in ophthalmology to an MBA to an unemployed and award-winning business coach to a business development strategist and an applauded speaker, writer, and author. So quite a journey, and we're going to really get him to talk about uh, that journey, a variety of different things. Richard's own success has been dynamic and diverse. And a lot of what we're going to be focusing on is he puts this together in his book called Hoof It. I guess that's a little bit Richard will find out about the veterinarian background. Seven keys, seven key lessons on your journey of success. So let me bring on uh, Kathy. Let me tell you a little bit about Kathy and then we'll bring her on. Dr. Kathy Greenberg uh, coaches leading executives and entire companies, she has a proven method that happiness equals profit. Kathy has authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including what happy companies know and her latest number one bestseller, what happy working mothers know. She touches millions of lives as a speaker, uh, TV and radio and media personality, and um, as the founder of the renowned executive consultancy H2C, and it stands for Happy Companies, um, ha- Healthy People. She currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and at home on ABC's. is called The Morning Blend. And on our new web TV, Your Happiness Now. Her website, if you want to visit it, is uh, h2cleadership.com. There's some free downloads and access to her talents for happiness and job satisfaction. Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. It's a delight to be here today, and I'm really excited to talk to Richard Norris. But before we do, I just want to make sure that everyone who's listening in 
also knows who you are and a little bit about your background, and maybe then we can talk to the audience a little bit about why we do this show, why leadership is so important, and how we can help everyone learn something in each and every one of our shows. So first, Dr. Relly Nadler, my friend and co-host, is a master level certified executive coach. He's also a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence. And this is something we are all getting very excited about these days because we know it is one of the defining character traits that really makes the difference in true leadership. He, um, you know, Relly is, is not only a great executive in his own right, but he teaches others through his keynotes, his consulting, his coaching, and development programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries. His highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs are a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence. It's good to be here, Relly. Maybe we should start off by just taking a minute to explain why leadership development news is more important than ever before. Sure, Kathy. We'd love to do that. You know, right now we're at what we would call this brain drain. And there's a brain drain across industries and worldwide, and there's three reasons why we're losing brains. One is, this is in America, we've lost over 8 million jobs because of what's called the Great Recession. Two, many of the baby boomers are now eligible to retire. Baby boomers anywhere from 55 to 65, really in the next 5 to 10 years, could leave a shortfall of about 10 million workers. And then the third uh, aspect of this brain drain and this, you know, this uh, leadership chaos is that Gen X and Gen Y, who are entering their roles of leadership, have been documented to have lower emotional intelligence. So we're using leaders, uh, and then we're also losing leaders with emotional intelligence. So you know, the good news about this yeah, is Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be some good news in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll give you the good news. <laughs> well, the good news is that, th- that we have some answers for that and how organizations grow emotionally intelligent leaders and how we can have more leaders um, with higher engagement. And the reason we talk about leaders is that they have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of the team. And we like to say that emotions are contagious. And Kathy and I can bring some of these results that we're talking about on these shows with our new program called Excel, Excellence in Coaching for Executive Leadership. And if you want some more information about some of the information, webinars, and stuff that we have on there, free downloads, that is www.xcel, and that's xcelinstitute.com. So, Kathy, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the, uh, the happiness and anything else you want to add about Excel, and then we'll hear from Richard. Sure. You know, just briefly, I just want to say that most of us uh, don't think that happiness uh, is a key underlying factor in our success, but we know from research that has been published that performance and job satisfaction are closely tied to happiness by more than 93%. So leaders are in for some big surprises if they don't start understanding how to increase 
the happiness factors in their organization. And we will be able to bring many of these leaders and many of you who are listening shortcuts, tools, and leadership-friendly tips to raise your performance and your team's effectiveness in every show. I'd also like to state for the record that there are some statistics that clearly indicate that happiness has a set point, just like weight and hair color. And the best news is that 40% of that is influenced totally by your own habits and behaviors. And at Leadership Development News, we'll teach you the simple habits you need to be successful. And as Raleigh said, you can also visit us at ExcelInstitute.com, and you can grab some assessment tools and learn more about performance there as well. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Richard on. Is that okay with you, Raleigh? Yeah, yeah, that's... Excellent. Well, you know, I don't want to repeat his bio, but I do want to highlight a few things. And um, one of them, of course, is his outstanding new book, Hoof It, Seven Key Lessons on Your Journey of Success. And I think what became apparent is that Richard truly excels at challenging the status quo and, and the clients he works with to do better, to do better and to attain better results across their lives, their businesses, and their organizations. And that applies whether working with entrepreneurs or executives, leaders or followers, individuals or teams. You know, Richard contributes articles to various publications online and in print on a range of topics about business, leadership, and personal success. He has also presented and speaks and lectures across various institutions, conferences, and events around the globe. You know, as a competitive swimmer for 23 years, Richard lives by the adage, a healthy body is a healthy mind. And today, Richard continues to get his endorphin fix, whether in the gym, on the road, or in a pool, or on the radio, for, to, for, for today, for that matter. <laughs> and Richard is a lifelong learner and has invested significantly in his own personal development as well as others. He understands the power of applied learning that allows for growth and delivers results simply, effectively, and consistently. With an absolute belief that inside everyone is greatness, Richard, by example and passion, uniquely inspires this belief in others. Welcome to the show, Richard. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you very much, Riley, for the opportunity. I appreciate that the line might be a bit muffled because it's got to swim across the Atlantic, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, get there in the end. And so where are you right now, Richard? I'm sitting uh, about an hour north of Edinburgh in the rain. In the <laughs> Not rain, literally, okay. but <laughs> it's been raining today. <laughs> Well, let me uh, start off, and what, what we'd like to do is find out who's been some of your key influences, and I think you have a very unique background, which we definitely want to dig into, but who's been some of your influences that, have, that maybe have uh, allowed you to get to where you are today? Yeah, I think <clears throat> if I was going to use one, probably the most influential is my dad, um, quite, quite simply, just because uh, he, you know, some of the adages which I tend to spout out of my mouth really, um, I, I now hear myself talking back to my two little toddlers and I go, oh gosh, I am my dad. <laughs> and it really just came to, you know, he had a, he had a grade 10 education, but he was responsible for, just to give you a, a very quick idea as to where his career took him, uh, he ended up being the person responsible for building the entire World Financial Center in, across from the Twin Towers in New York. Wow. And so yeah, I learned an awful lot about my dad, about the really about things like integrity, which I think is an overused word in leadership and outside of leadership today. I think it's a word that's used, but not many people actually really understand it or live it. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly something that uh, impressed upon my dad. So it's really, I mean, my dad is a, 
into fitness, so hence that got me wired into into that. And he said, you know, nothing's worth doing unless you're going to do it well. You know, and again, these are things that I just find myself being like kids mm-hmm. right now. So, it, really, a lot of it comes down to just comes down to my dad. I, I was pretty self-sufficient, but you know, if I was going to role model myself after anyone, a question I always ask myself is, would would this bring my bring a smile to my dad's face? Yes or no? Ah, that's great. That's really nice. You know, I'm, I'm hoping what you say is true, because I gave one of these adages. I have a, I have a teenager, and I gave one of these adages to him yesterday about uh, problem solving. You know, you have a problem, and then how you react to the problem. Kind of like you're saying, Kathy is at forty percent, and I said, you know, now you got two problems. You know, you got the problem, and now how you're reacting to it is the second problem. He's going, I know, I know. You can always tell me that. <laughs> so I'm hoping what you're saying, Richard. Later he'll go. Oh, now I got two problems. Well, there, there's a tip in that one right there, in that you said, you know, how do you react to it? And I appreciate that a lot of this also ties in with that you're you're focused on really with respect to emotional intelligence, yeah, and it's a distinction I picked up recently uh, in the last six months, which uh, it, it really hammered home. It's that when you get a problem, that you, you've got an opportunity. One is you can react, which really is coming from ego, right? Or you can respond. Uh-huh. Which is coming from your higher intelligence, and you know when you take and the challenge has always been and certainly for me is I, I always tended to let my ego kick in first. Uh-huh. Like take your foot off the gas, think about how you're going to respond to it. Well, Richard, we're going to take a quick break, so I want you sure. to just pause on that note. We'll be right back to talk more with Richard Nars, author of Hoof It. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. 
Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking to Dr. Richard Norris. He's overseas over in uh, England, and he has a book called Hoof It that just came out, Seven Key Lessons on your journey of success, which we're going to get into the seven lessons. You know, and, and Richard, maybe just say a word about your very background. And I know it piqued my interest, and I'm sure it piqued the listeners' interest. You know, the variety of things that you've done from a veterinarian to going back to school. So maybe just maybe kind of highlight some of that. Would and I imagine that will tie into your seven keys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's always a good place to start the Reader's Digest, a binge version of my life. Um, <clears throat> Really, for me, I grew up when I was, I think it was eight years old, I made a decision I wanted to be a veterinarian, and that was the only thing I could absolutely see um, was that what I really was passionate about. And so that's what I focused on and progressed all the way through that and ended up being a veterinarian for 12 years. But probably the last um, and my best years was actually when I was in the military because it was nice and diverse because I don't know how much you know about veterinarians, but certainly globally, to get into a veterinary curriculum is the hardest curriculum to get into. Uh, so you really get high achievers getting into the veterinary curriculum. But the challenge is what what comes out uh, at the end is you've got these highly motivated people, very intelligent, but the majority of your work is very mundane and routine, especially if you go into general practice. Like 40% of your cases were skin cases uh, or vomiting and diarrhea in animals, you know, if it was small animals or, you know, and it was farm it was um, animal management systems when you're doing large animal. And when you take these highly motivated people and put them into something where you're seeing the same thing day in, day out, it, it can become demotivating. And, and I started after the military because the advantage there was it was a nice blend of a whole bunch of interesting things. Is I started to get dissatisfied. So I went off and did my postgraduate because I said, oh, maybe if I get specialized. But then you just become specialized at even more <laughs> focused routine things. Uh, so I ended up saying, what, I was scratching my head, saying, what am I going to do? And uh, all the feedback came back, and, and from my faith background, I was praying about it, saying, you know, where do we go? And everything came back, well, go off and do a, an MBA to figure out what um, your next step is, and besides, it'll be a good asset to have to help you enter the game in a different in a different field. Uh, so that's what I did. And <clears throat> along that journey, uh, all the feedback came back, Richard, you should be doing leadership and personal development. Some of that came back from all my sports days of being, captaining swim teams and coaching swim teams and various other things. So I said, well, <clears throat> okay, that's what I'm going to focus on. Uh, our year finished three days after September 11th, so my new job disappeared overnight, so I was unemployed for 18 months. 
uh, and I had one interview in that time. My wife said, you're not going back to veterinary profession because she said, if you do, you're going to be miserable. I can't live with you. So, wow. uh, so, I, so I stayed the course, and I ended up buying myself a job. I, I bought myself a business coaching franchise. Um, I waded into it in a completely um, naked market. Never, you know, it's a completely new market up here in Scotland. Um, never heard of the word business coaching, so it was really a, an adventure. And along the way, won a bunch of awards. And really, it was probably as you guys probably experienced in yourself. Anybody that hangs their hat and says they're a coach, um, the odds are that they've learned a heck of a lot along the way. And uh, you're probably learning as much about from your clients as you're learning teaching them, but you don't necessarily tell them that at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my experience from there was uh, I then moved out of that into I was the head of global development for a leadership development company up until um, September last year, and then decided to push out and just uh, venture out. I might put my own boat in the ocean and uh, start mm-hmm. sailing the seas myself. And so as part of that, the, the book came out of lessons I learned along the way and what I'd observed from clients and just from life and watching sports people and other people that are successful, you know, what are their seven key attributes that they, they had that when they have all of them in what I call strength, the odds are stacked in their favor. They'll, whether it's an individual team or an organization, they'll be a success. Now, Richard, in your, um, in your work, it sounds to mm-hmm. me like it's so important for people to understand something about themselves, something about mm. their purpose, something about how they want to live their life and truly yep. design a life that has meaning. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, happily. Uh, and again, this is, comes back to some of the, um, my focus is specifically in the area of leadership development is about self-leadership because... Um, and I'm sure both of you would validate this. You, you know, you look at the people who are exceptional leaders and, and they're all-rounders. Yeah, they got it right. They understand that it all starts with being able to lead yourself well. And where that all starts is absolutely knowing what your purpose is. Uh, I get in front of audiences, and you know, I can pretty well say the majority of a room will put their hands up when I ask the question. I said, so how many people here are still struggling to figure out, you know, why are you here? Because we've all asked ourselves that question. The challenge is some people ask themselves a question and say, don't have an immediate answer. That's too uncomfortable to answer because then I'm going to have to try and justify why I made some bad decisions in my life. So they just bury it under the carpet. And so for me, it's a, it's a very confronting question. But the thing is, once we understand what our core purpose is, our decision-making, our life path becomes so much easier. And I presented this question. Uh, our, for me, I keep everything as simple as possible. So I posted a question up on LinkedIn last year and it gained 4,000 replies in, in a quick, quick time, and it was just in one word, what's your purpose? And Because when you can distill down your core purpose, and it's not just for your career, but it's across your entire life. So for mine, as an example, my one word is transformation. Anything, whether I'm a dad, whether I'm a, a husband, or as a, business, as a business coach or executive or author, is is this on purpose for me? Is it helping me bring transformation to other people's lives? Other people have had other clients coaching them. The one guy, it was all about connecting, connecting people to opportunities, uh, connecting them with themselves. And when you know what that purpose is, it's far easier to make all the other decisions about your vision. You link that up with your vision. You link that up with your passion. You can have a vision, but if it's not aligned to your purpose, um, there are people out there that have had that, and they wonder why they potentially hit a wall 
because they haven't got right to their core. Because once you know what your what I describe as your divine design is, and because we're all born with certain DNA wiring, certain aptitudes, and you know, and it's our life experience that helps hone those into uh, excellence that we then can park that all together. But once we need to absolutely know what that purpose is first, because if we don't know that, uh, we could be wasting a lot of time, energy, and resource, but that purpose is a compass for your life. So, Richard, everyone has mm-hmm. a divine design that they need to discover. Is that the nugget there? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Kathy, I'm going to share mine, but it'll be interesting to kind of hear yours. So, Richard, I think, like you said, we've all done our own kind of work, and mine, mine has been a uh, theme exactly probably uh, two words, but you only asked for one, and it would be contribution. And I think along those yeah. lines that you're saying, you know, and everything am I doing, am I, am I contributing into that? Does it really mean people are expanding, people are, are getting better, it's building their capacity? So that would be my word is contribution. What's, what's yours, Kathy? You know, that's a hard one for me because um, mine crosses a couple of different dimensions, one of which is creating self-sufficiency. I'm really about creating self-sufficiency and helping people uh, learn where they can be less dependent but I'm also into giving people, I guess, what you would call the self-confidence. Mm. So maybe it's self-mastery. Maybe oh. my word is self-mastery. That, that is work yeah, you, so you, get the advan- you get the advantage of a hyphen there. Yeah, get the, the hyphen <laughs> advantage. Go. So but, go ahead, Richard. Let's, let's talk about kind of, this is good because I'm glad what you're bringing up and from your journey. So. Tell us a little bit about maybe kind of the, the how and the why of the book, and then we can get into kind of each of the things. Sure. Well, the the book really came out of, uh, we probably all heard this, and, and as you've both written a book, you probably would heard this too, is, you know, everybody's got a book writ, book in them, but most people just never write it. Right. And uh, mine was starting to compile, and I was using <clears throat> these seven attributes, you know, when I was coaching clients, and I thought, there's probably a book in this, but rather than do the traditional two-dimensional dry textbook, which for me, um, I know from all the business books that I've read, particularly the ones that I use and impart to clients, I use the ones that tell stories. You know, mankind since day dot, leaders since day dot, comes back to the emotional intelligence thing. You know, they were using parables and metaphors and things to actually help people connect with day-to-day life or day-to-day circumstances they find themselves in. So they've got, the, the message has relevance, whereas you know, I know in my <clears throat> when I did my MBA, a lot of what they were imparting was, um, you know, I, even my veterinary days, is was a lot of dry text. It wasn't coming to life for me. Hence, they use tend to use case studies and things like that. Well, my the book I had decided, well, I could write the seven lessons in a normal business speak, probably in about 20 pages. Um, but what I challenged myself to do was actually write it as a story, because for me, you know, things like Who Moved My Cheese or One Minute Manager or books of that ilk, um, those are the types of stories which really capture me and I got the lessons really well. And so I challenged myself to turn this into a story. So the story, uh, I did my research, uh, uh, I, I, because of my animal background, I was going to relate it to an animal because it, it creates more empathy and more often than not than just human beings. So my story is written around a, an orphan wildebeest calf named Vic who gets mentored by a bull on the annual migration around the Serengeti, and I did research around the annual migration and actually matched the seven lessons. I could match it to the annual migration, which made it even uh, <clears throat> more uh, 
divinely inspired because I actually wrote the book and I, uh, apart from having a framework on one piece of paper, I didn't know what was coming off my pen from one next moment to the next. And I read it, I read it a few times. I've, I've done the audio book and I still sit there and scratch my head and say, I have no idea where some of this came from. And I still look at some of it and go, wow, that's good. <laughs> this is going to be the next Disney movie. Well, it's interesting you say that. I connected with a guy the other day who actually used to work for Disney. I've had a few people say that, and they've actually said, you should get this in front of the people at Disney. Or um, you guys oh, the other day. Oh, absolutely. We learn more lessons. In front of Jerry Kratzenberg. So I, yeah. guess, I don't know them yet, but i got to mm-hmm. just get it there. So. I was just going to say, we learn more lessons from these cartoon movies right. on life and leadership than we do watching some of these heavy-duty business films. Yeah, well, I, I sit there with my kids and watch uh, a lot of Disney movies, and, and their favorite at the moment is Cars. And I just sit there and I, I make sure I sit down and just say, here's the lesson. And so they get it rather than just take it in inertly is to actually make it a bit more real, uh, right. relevant. Well, this is very exciting. And I know that we want to come back and learn a lot more lessons. So if you will be patient with us, we're going to take another sure. break. This is Leadership Development News. You're listening to Richard Norris. Don't go away. Come right back and tune in to tune up on your leadership capacity. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with Dr. Richard Norris and and uh, Richard, maybe let's let's zero in on your seven keys to success. But let's start off first. What's your uh, definition of success? Well, it, it, the the thing about the definition of success is, and and I've certainly experienced this, is a lot of people the definition they write uh, or the definition they come up with is usually based on them comparing themselves with somebody else. But everybody is created differently. Everybody's got a different set of experiences, different context uh, by role or whatever. And certainly one of the things I found is most people don't actually, they talk about success, but they don't actually define it for themselves. Uh, So for me, it links in with uh, my my purpose about transformation. And, And quite simply, if I know every single day that I'm helping transform an individual team organization, or if it's just in the family, I'm moving and progressing one step to the, towards uh, doing that, then for me, that's a, I've had a successful day. Uh, and it's just living, a lot of it's about living in the moment. And I know you talk about emotional um, intelligence and being, that being so critical in leadership today, and it's absolutely true. And, and part of the reason why is because, you know, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships and you and, and that's really the success of your life, the success of your business, the success of your team is going to be determined by the quality of your relationships. So oh, for me, success it has a lot to do with the relationships you're building because coming back to the previous question, we were talking about purpose and, you know, and my conviction and the evidence is there. When we all are living our purpose, we cannot fulfill our own purpose and this comes back to success. You cannot be successful in your purpose unless you're serving other people's purposes. That is such a critical differentiator for most people because if you seek something that is good for others, you mm-hmm. always wind up seeking something that's good for you, and that's so meaningful. Yeah. In your definition, I want to just ask you a question. Everyone's sure. definition of success obviously is different. Right, because their yeah. life and their experiences are different. Yep. But is there an opportunity for most of us just, just to, I don't know, just to figure it out on our own? Do we all get it, or sometimes do you ever see people who just never figured it out? Well, if you look at the majority, and this comes ties in nicely with the whole theme of, um, of leadership, is you know most of well, I would say many of the people that you find in a following position, uh, the reason why they're following, they might have the aptitude, they might have the wiring to be successful, but they've not challenged themselves um, because they, you know, let's face it, we all appreciate that some people they're they're afraid of success, some people are afraid of failure, sometimes they're afraid of both at the same time, and my, and that's one of the reasons why coaching is is in its heyday in many ways because. You know, the reason why people are talking about success and want to be a success is because they've hit the boundaries of their comfort zone too many times. And serious people, all the people that are out there that 
we would label as successful, they know how to get across their comfort zone, and you can guarantee that pretty well everyone has had a mentor or a coach to help them get past their comfort zones because your comfort zone equals your wealth zone or your success zone, as they call it. Um, unless you can broach that, and you know, 95% of people, at least in my experience, um, cannot broach that comfort zone and stretch themselves without a coach or a leader to help them get there. So without that encouraging push, and given that we're all coaches, that's one of the things. You know, how do you, you know, if you even look at the definition of the of the word coach, you know, goes from a coach that carried people from point A to point B. So that's yep. part of that part of your your journey there. So one of you sometimes you get to kicking and screaming as well. You yeah, have to do yeah. that at some point too. and try to make that journey a little effortless. Why don't you tell us yeah. what the seven uh, keys are, and then we can we can kind of start highlighting them. I know some of them we probably already mentioned. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, for for me uh, to back up, the important thing is when an individual team or organization has all seven of these, the odds are stacked in their favor they're going to be a success. So number one that they got to start out with, and we've already prefaced everything and said, let's assume that they know clearly what their purpose is. Then they need to have a very strong and clear vision. That's number one. Second one is they have they have to be passionate about it because if a leader can't sell their vision, um, they're going to be challenged to actually get anybody to follow, um, and that's a difficulty. So after passion, the third one that comes along is commitment. Uh, with, you've got to be absolutely committed. I get lots of people um, approach me and say, you know, looking to start a business, and, and you know, what are we going to do? Or you know, we're looking to start this new venture. I said, unless you're 100% committed to it, don't do it because you, you're just going to, you know, try only counts in rugby. You know, try is just in this. The word try is just an escape clause um, that you put into a sentence so, so that you say, well, I did my best, and it gives you an, an exit clause. Four, you must be prepared to change and learn. Uh, cha- changes, or as I say, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. If you're not prepared to uh, change, you're never going to grow. <clears throat> and then uh, five on top of that is it must be decisive. Uh, I'm sure you can appreciate with all the leaders that you you, you guys engage with, um, the best ones are the ones that know how to make a decision and move on it because that's point six is they've made a decision or less than six is they've made a decision, they then act on it. I'm sure we all know people who can make a decision, but then uh, I've certainly seen it and I've certainly done this myself and make a decision, but then I don't act on it. I've done that in my past. So it's really critical to get moving and move forward on that. And the seventh one, which is a bonus one, and this ties in with what Kathy does with happy companies equal and happy people, is they know how to have fun. You know, you look at the top 100 companies to work for in the U.S. or in various other countries around the globe. Um, one of the reasons why, because they're voted by their people, um, because it's a great place to work. Okay, well, these are these are good. So let's kind of zero in on, um, you kind of said here, you know, that everybody should figure out what their world-class purpose is uh, mm-hmm. so what what are some ways that you go about that? Because, you know, I know as a coach and I know people probably listen to people say, oh, yeah, it's good, but I don't know what it is. How do you, how do you yeah, go about and it, that? And it, it is probably the life question that everybody needs to ask. And, again, the odd person will be able to figure out it. And I had somebody ask me, I would say, oh, it's in that LinkedIn discussion, they said, oh, it's fine for you. You know what it is. I said, it took me 45 years to figure it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, and so it, a lot of it is going into. You look at the things. Just to give you a couple of examples, you start asking your friends, family, and colleagues that you know and trust who will give you honest feedback. Um, not people who just want to be yes people, but people who will actually challenge you and say, "Yeah, well, from what I've seen, this is what it is." 
or this is what they perceive it to be. And then you use that as you filter that through things like your values. You know, does this resonate with my values? Does it resonate? Is this stuff where I find it easier or where I get the most buzz? And, and you start asking those, those build questions on top of that, saying, okay, well, <clears throat> you know, what aspects of my life have I found easier where um, things just seem to fall into place on a consistent basis? And, you, and what you're looking for particularly is themes. You know, I use, um, when I start talking about with clients and start helping them identify what their, uh, with companies, you know, what are their core benefits or, um, you know, why are people buying from you? You go to your clients, you go to people who know you best and you look for core themes because then they're going to underline the common thread. And once you start seeing a common thread of, of resonance, that's where you need to d- dive in. Now, another way of doing it is what I call B3. Um, I have a three-year-old or a two-and-a-half-year-old, and he's already started, and my four-year-old still does it, is they ask the question. They are the smartest people in the world because they keep asking the question, why? And so the purpose question is really asking yourself, why are you here? So you say, why am I here? Well, I'm here to provide for my family. So why is that important to you? So when you ask the question, why, at least five times, and, and if you're not on a continuing loop, you'll probably get down to the essence of what really is driving you. When you know you're talking about so many wonderful things that we kind of some of us know intuitively sure. as parents or as uh, as managers of other people. Just a, a quick question: Have you ever run into someone, Richard, that is just was totally just not aware of themselves, how they impact other people, what they were supposed to be doing to help others be successful? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I come across those occasionally, and sometimes they've been my boss. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Well, I wanted to get into another question, but I hear that we have to go to a break, so I'm going to take direction here from our production team and ask you to pause one more time. I'd like to come back to continue talking about this whole idea of success, and maybe something about whether some of us are born with some of this stuff or some of us aren't. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. Tune in to tune up your leadership performance. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint by the numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Richard Norris. Yeah, across the big sea there. And so, Richard, we want to zero in on, on a couple of different things here. One is if uh, are leaders born or are they made? And then you also mentioned during the break that in the back of your book you have these 21 uh, tips or steps that can help people. So maybe we can also highlight that. So let's start with Lisa's first question. You know, so what's your sense? Are, are leaders born or made? Uh, well, my per- it, sometimes that, that the answer to that is dependent on your perception, but in truth, I believe that everybody is born a leader, but in a specific way. And, yeah, and it's really about we're all born to, be, to lead ourselves first. No exceptions. Everybody is responsible for their own life, so you're responsible to lead yourself. And so that's where I, you know, I'll jump on the bandwagon and I'll... Um, Say absolutely everybody's born to be a leader of themselves first. After that, what happens after that in their life? But even if you think about it, across roles, you can be, <clears throat> as uh, let's use an example, is you could be working the assembly line at the Ford plant in Detroit, um, but and you're just the newest employee, and you're just um, effect, effectively manning a mop and maybe just doing some um, routine tasks. But when you get home, you're head of the household. And so all of a sudden you switch into a leader role because it is determined by the role that you have because one of the challenges a lot of organizations have, at least in my experience, from a leadership development perspective, is they focus on the person only in their leadership capacity in their role at work, but they don't take into account all the other roles they have in their life in which, whether we like it or not, um, they can either be a boon or a bust for them in, in that role because uh, if you're a dad, 
you know, something happened at home, it's going to impact your work because you're going to get a message. Whereas if you're building on your relationships, it comes back to the emotional intelligence, and you're using that and applying it in every single role you have in your life, the odds are they're going to all act synergistically so that you're more likely weighted in the direction that you will be a leader in whatever you do. That's really interesting because as you're talking, Richard, I'm thinking of the word that psychologists often use, which is learned helplessness. So essentially you're saying everybody's born with the capacity to take care of themselves, and I do believe that. I think we learn how not to do that when other people come into our lives and take that away from us. So I think that's fascinating. I would would agree with that. And I think it's just more revelation and insight that I've gained. You know, there's a lot of people out there talk. There's a lot of knowledge out there about leadership. And I know you were talking at the front end with all your statistics about, you know, what's happening in leadership today. And, it, you know, the one thing is leadership development will always be a requirement because leadership's a leaking bucket. You know, as organizations, as we see the baby boomers, as you were talking about today, are going into retirement, there's got to be somebody else to fill that bucket. And you've probably seen the leadership forecast from 2008-2009 by DDI World. And, you know, they trolled 17,000 C-level executives around 72 countries, and 75% of respondents said the number one need in their organization is leadership development. That is never going to go away. So, and that's why you know, we're all in the, in the business of this, and especially passing that word out on leadership development news. So if someone was to try to work on, uh, uh, on themselves and the self-leadership, maybe kind of highlight a couple of the, the 21 tips that you, know, that you have people do uh, that tie back to your, your journey for success. That may be uh, helpful for folks. What would you say would be kind of the first one that people, if they haven't done it, they should do? Well, it's it's less about here's 21 tips because, you know, as we all appreciate from leadership, uh, it's really about drawing out the leader from within. So the, the way the in the instance of the book, the way it's set out is at the end of each of the lessons, like on the lesson of vision, um, uh, I'll ask three very basic questions at the end of each of the lesson chapters so that they have to, the reader's challenge to actually come up with an action plan for them to progress their, their, and strengthen their vision for them to strengthen and progress their, their commitment, their passion, their ability to decide, their ability to change and learn. So that by the end of the book, they've compiled their own a maximum 21-step action plan to progress their own journey of success. So I don't really, I don't really give them tips. I might give them insights through the way the book's written uh, as to what they, they might want to consider um, doing. You know, and it's all really about causing thought, thought provocation because if you think about decision-making, <clears throat> you know, it, the underline in the story is let your yes be yes and your no, no. Trust your gut. Go with your intuition. Um, so it's really about underlying the things that are going to be helpful in those, pe- in those areas. You know, it's talking about fear as an opportunity. You know, we all <clears throat> appreciate that, you know, um, the value of failure. What do we talk about when we talk about failure is uh, everybody knows when you're asking an audience, and I'm sure you do this with your clients, is, you know, what's the advantage of failing? You learn stuff. Um, but, the only, you know, but that's actually partly a misnomer because you only learn stuff if you apply what you learn. Otherwise, you're not, you, the next time it comes around, you repeat the same mistake. You didn't learn anything the first time. But it's appreciating that if you take the word failure and write out the letters, you know, top to bottom, F-I or F-A-I-L-U-R-E, uh, what I wrote in the book is, uh, and I've used this for years of my own creation, was what does failure stand for? It stands for focused and insightful learning using real experience because that's what failure is. 
and it just gives you an opportunity to focus in on it and gain the insight and the learning from it because it's your experience and you're getting it from your perspective. And don't you think that that's an important aspect of the success that you have when you're working with people is giving it to them in their own language and letting them partially design it from their own experience because otherwise they're just going to fall back into that, as I said before, kind of learned helplessness. Yeah, and that comes back to uh, a very quick differential I I use in some presentations what's the difference between a coach and a consultant. And and I get them to raise their hand, and I said, okay, so raise it 15% higher, and everybody raised their hands. I said, that's coaching. I said, if I was a consultant, I'd just come along and and raise your arm for you. So you don't actually learn, learn the process. But it is about drawing. They have the knowledge in them, and as we'll know as coaches, one of the things is you're just adept at seeing the situation, giving them the right questions so they come to self-revelation. Because otherwise, if you just impart them information, if information without uh, revelation and application is, like, pointless. So that's a, that's a great visual example. I like that. Um, you also talk about, you know, that you can motivate anyone in seven minutes with a cup of coffee. And so yep. what, is it, what does that mean? Okay, I don't have seven minutes. <laughs> right, right. It's just, it's just general. It's just a general approach. I use this in workshops that I run uh, with with organizations and, and individuals. It's just appreciating. One of the things that most organizations miss is, and I I get labeled as a motivational speaker, and I go like, I can't motivate anyone. I can only motivate myself. I can come into an organization, inspire them. I.e., breathe into them the vision and everything else. It's like the leaders, they breathe the vision into the people, but they, the people have to internalize it and turn it into something that motivates them. And part of the way you do that, and it doesn't necessarily take long, and this is where a lot of organizations miss the link, is they just focus on them in their business capacity. They do not link, and this is what I can do in seven minutes and over a cup of coffee, is they do not link their personal goals i.e. their lifestyle goals, with what you're asking them to achieve at work because they're looking at them in isolation in their work capacity role as opposed to taking in, listen, this person's a father, coach, uh, she, she's head of the local girl's guide, girl guides, um, she's on the local PTA committee, uh, he's actually, um, you know, he's a church volunteer. You know, they're not taking those things into account to help them make the link. But once you make that link, and then also the final link is to, to help that tie in with their personal development goals, then you've got a, an, uh, it's called, called what, a, what I call a 91 and 3 action plan, um, but, and it's a personal development plan that I take clients through. So once they've got that and they create it into a visual format, so you take a picture of their personal goals and then you link it with their um, professional goals, the odds are you're going to have far more motivated people, and you'll know exactly very quickly, as will everyone else on the team, because of the way I do it, you will know what their hot buttons are. Richard, this has been amazing. Buttons. You are truly a gem. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, Relly, I'll let you uh, take it away. Well, thank you, Richard. We appreciate it so much. Uh, this has been Leadership Development News. And, and Richard, maybe just give us your website before we go. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, yeah, if you just go to Dr. Richard Norris, drrichardnorris.com, um, there's a free MP3 download for your listeners if they want on the seven <clears throat> key lessons to sustainable success in life and business. Uh, and Great. then just drop by there and uh, you can order the books or um, the audiobook and the ebooks uh, through there too. Okay. Tune in to tune up your leadership performance with us again at Leadership Development News. Bye bye, all. 
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.